0: Hey, we've hit 100 episodes of Storytelling Secrets. I think we need to shake things up a little bit now. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and user stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, welcome to the podcast, episode 100. We're starting things from fresh here. I hope you enjoyed that new intro, something new. You know, I wanted to go a bit bit more different than, you know, like, oh my God, let's get pumped up. (laughs) No, I'm seriously. uh, Different approach. I hope you're going to join for the next 100 episodes. It's definitely going to be around. And I, I picked a good guest for episode 100. The guest... Who has influenced the last 100 episodes, the last 99 episodes? His name is Pete Godfrey. He's my my coach, my mentor. The amount of times he's saved my ass, and he uh, just been a real big influence in turning my life around this last eight months since it all went down in COVID times. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, I'm bringing on Pete today, and we're going to talk about something that's really, really important. It's called writing tight, meaning writing simpler, writing shorter. How do you actually do that to keep the attention of your audience? It's a really key skill that many, many people just overlook. And we go into a bunch of different strategies, a bunch of different tips. Um, Pete even said before me, don't expect me to go deep into the how-to but I pulled it out of him because I'm like that for you. Anyways, hope you enjoy episode 100 today with my guest, Pete Godfrey. If you're wondering who he is, he's one of Australia's top copywriters. He's done multi-millions uh, in sales for his clients. He's done multiple, dot multiple niches. He's been on the quieter side now, um, but yeah, keep I'll keep things. I won't reveal everything yet, but there's uh, me and Pete have got some plans coming up for next year. Uh, so it should be really, really interesting. Other than that, I'm going to let you enjoy the conversation today with me and Pete Godfrey about writing tight. Welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. I'm Jules Dan, and this is episode 100. And uh, to pre-frame this episode with the special guest, um, as you probably know, uh, it's been a bit of a journey this year, uh, starting from March all the way up until now. And a lot of the podcast episodes that I've spoken about Um, They've been inspired by one person and all the material he's given me and all the lessons he's learned. And I've spent probably at least 10 grand with this guy uh, to learn all the secrets of storytelling, persuasion, marketing, and it's been well, well worth it. So everything you learn in today's episode is going to be just absolute gold nugget. So I'm going to welcome today's guest, Pete Godfrey. So Pete, welcome back for a second episode hey
1: it's good to be back here um and and i feel quite um quite honored to be on the 100th episode my friend um you've done well 100 episodes
0: that's awesome not many people can say they've done 100 um but the thing that kept going pete was your stuff it was just always always something good and uh something you always teach is don't just regurgitate the content you know look at it in your own frame, at, look at it in your own experience and uh, spin it with your own story. Story, segue, sell. I think it's what you said last time.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and acknowledge when you get – good thing about you, Julian, is you acknowledge wh- where different info comes, if it comes from Kennedy, if it comes from me, if it comes from that. And it's always good to acknowledge what other people um, uh, have, have given you. It doesn't make you smaller, it makes you bigger. Uh, however, you know, as you said, you're right, man, you, you, you put your own spin on things like I, I don't swallow everything that say Dan Kennedy teaches uh, or, or any anyone else. Uh, I, I put it through my own lens and see how I can apply it. But today's show, we, we, we you know, we, we didn't like we prepared this about two minutes ago, um, because we could talk about we can talk about anything when it comes to story and persuasion and stuff like yep. that. Yeah. But you wanted me to concentrate on one specific area and that's about right tight. And as you know, I'm bringing out a new product next year in 2021, you know, called right tight about tightening, you know, making sure that your, your, your copy isn't, isn't too wordy. Um, And that's That's what we're going to discuss today. Aren't we mate?
0: Yes, that's, yeah, that's right. We could go to anywhere, but you know, brevity is is something that I struggled with a lot this year. Um, I remember sometimes I'd hand in 600-word emails and you're like, what the hell is this? What, where do we even start with this? Um, so I, I know you, you said there's a, there's a bit of a debate going on with right Tight, you know, long copy, short copy. Um, you know, why wouldn't a 600-word email, but why would a 2,000-word piece for some other media work really well?
1: Yeah, well, you know, you know yourself, mate, the, um, all, all, the, all, all the arguments online and in groups and that you see on, on, on Facebook, you know, what's better, long, long, long copy or, you know, or short copy. Mm. And, and, it's a, and it's a childish, it's a childish question. Uh, you know, it's like asking who wins in a fight, a lion or a tiger. Um, that's because there's no right or wrong answer. It it depends on a lot of things. It comes down to, you know, who's who's reading. You know, the demographic, the audience. uh, What media are are you using? Is it an email? Like, for example, the last last month or so, you've been helping me and 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 my mate um, put together some YouTube. Ad funnels, you know, ads lead lead to a video, uh, lead to a landing page, then lead to a video, and and you've been doing all that, and we've just been polishing it up a little bit. But, you know, yourself, for those YouTube ads, it, it, you can't have long copy. I mean, no. those those YouTube ads are 60, 60 seconds long. So, you know, this whole, you know, long copy versus sh- uh, short copy, um, and... and and this is, this is a tip for the, the newcomer because they, they, they do get hung, hung, hung up on this because, you know, they've heard the old saying, the more more you tell, the more you sell. And they've been brought up with Halbert's great saying, copy can never be too long, only too boring. And, and the thing is, as you know, Julian, both sayings are right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's when people take advice out of context that they um, can get into trouble. So, but so there's a big lesson here that that I haven't seen anyone sort of talk about. Um, so it's what I call my right type principle number one. Every piece of copy is too long if
0: it's too wordy. And what does that mean, Pete?
1: Well, you know, you could have a four thousand word. Um, Um, sales letter that's not too long, but you know, because you need that those four thousand words to sell the damn thing. The Mm. trouble is, they could have said it in three thousand five hundred words, so it's it's just too 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 wordy. Um, So, whenever you're going back to review your your copy, um, there's two main things two two changes that I look at is the macro changes. That's the big changes, the overall changes. And then I look at the little micro changes. Okay. Yeah. Because, hey, just getting back to you for a minute, you're writing damn good emails now. You've done them for my clients. You've done it for your clients. But as you said, at the start of the year, one, one wordy mistake that you were making in your emails was you would go off on a tangent. You,
0: Tangents,
1: you, yeah. yeah so that's a, that's a big lesson uh, for your listeners right off the gate Julian is in an email you haven't got the the length to go off and on tangent and and for a lot of people they haven't got the skill to start on one point take them off on a tangent and then bring them back to the original point. A lot of people haven't got that skill but also in, in an email, you haven't got the word count to, to, to pull it off. You just confuse people.
0: Yeah. Word count or, or attention. Um, and that's why the tip you gave me to fix that was, you just ask what's your objective. And if you start writing about something completely different than what you started with, well, then that's what you cut. That's, that's what you'd call a macro change, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And, and, um, and, uh, that is a good point that you just said, man. And we're going off on a tangent here, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's all
0: good on a podcast, it's different. I, I but, love these little but, rabbit holes,
1: yeah. Yeah, but but they're in safe hands because we're going to bring them back to the original point of exactly. you can never copy uh, you know, every piece of copy is too long if it's too wordy, okay. Okay, mm-hmm. but um, so for an email, if you if you hit them with that thing to start with and get them in on that thing, I, I believe you should to that thing, um, but you made a damn good uh, suggestion before what I've always taught you. I don't hear anyone teaching this, but what's your objective? And then you just work backwards. When you start with that, what's my objective? You can then work backwards and and, and you won't go off course. You won't go off on ta- tangents, will you, man?
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's a good one. I, th- I think think another one that good thing you've taught me is that whatever the subject line is, you know, don't spend a paragraph just explaining what, getting into it, like setting the scene. I think we've talked about this before, like just start straight in the middle of the story and get straight into it um, instead of fluffing around, explaining why you're talking about this. Uh, I think yeah. that was a really valuable tip. Yeah,
1: uh, I mentioned it um, the other day inside my group on, on Facebook, you know, when you, when you just start a story, you you know you, you don't spend all that time waffling on um, about this you know what leads up to the action. You start with the action itself. Mm-hmm. So you start with action. You you start with drama. You start with something happening. Okay, and and if you do that, you will pull them in. But you don't you don't spend. Um, you know, a, a few paragraphs in an email leading in to what you wanted to talk about,
0: okay? Yeah, one of the biggest tips I've learnt this year is you Yeah,
1: you got to start with a bang. What, what was that, man? Sorry.
0: Oh, I was just saying that's one of the biggest tips I've learnt this year is that, uh, yeah, just get straight into it. And that first two, those first few lines, they, they got to be – not necessarily like an open loop, but they just got to have that curiosity to read the second, the third, the fourth well, line, which is,
1: yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And, and you, you build the tension and, and a little exercise I gave my group would be good for your listeners. Mm-hmm. It's just to write 10 lead sentences for a fictitious stories. Don't worry about, don't worry about what the story is. You don't even know the story yet. This is go- This is in copywriting. Just pretend you're writing the first sentence, of, of a story that you're creating. It, it, just get a lead sentence down that hooks the reader. Okay. Yeah. If you if you do 10 of them each day for 30 days, you will not start an email really boring. Here's two that I gra- uh, gave the group. Now, I don't have a clue what these stories are about. As you know, mate, I write fiction stories in my spare time as as therapy. It saves on therapists, um, Julian. <laughs> You know, yeah, um, I, I just write some stories. But here, here are two lead sentences from stories. By the time I realised I'd done the wrong thing, it was too late.
0: Bang hooks you in. What's the and next
1: one? I hadn't had a drink in five years, so I had a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> That's you know, <laughs> yeah, I smiled when I, I wrote that one. But you know, so so getting back off our tangent for our listeners, my friend. Okay, macro changes, micro changes. So, Pete's right. Type first principle was every piece of copy is too long if it's too wordy. So the macro changes, these are the big changes. You know, these are paragraphs that you cut out. Mm -hmm. These are tangents that you've gone off on. You know, um, stuff like that. The micro changes. um, I'm looking at so many things, man. Too much for the scope of this uh, thing. Uh, this podcast, but there's a lot of decisions to make, even in a long piece, so it's not too wordy. I can write a uh, (laughs) $5,000, thinking about the dollars, mate, 5,000-word sales letter, and it's not too wordy. Every word is there for a reason. Every paragraph, I've made a decision whether or not, you know, it could just be a fleeting decision too, mate. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, some, some I'd I, I sit down and stop and go, does that need to be there? Yes. And then actually think about it. But other decisions, the more you do this just happen
0: naturally. You Know what I'm saying, man? Yeah. Um, I think a good tip that you gave me was that does this take the reader with you? Um, yeah. Does it flow on? Does it, does it need, does it explain itself or does it just go off on a mini tangent? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's yeah. like, and you also wrote in your little notes here, uh, changing passive chunks to active copy. That's another yeah. big one, big lesson I'll, I learned this year.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll talk about that in a sec, but um, you know, what you said uh, there is correct. What I'm looking for is instant clarity. Mm-hmm. So one of the, one of the micro changes uh, or even a macro change in a lot of sense is, is to look at your transitions between paragraphs because a lot of times we go on to the next paragraph and we don't take the reader with us. Okay. So, um, so, you know, even a little transition, like let me explain, or that's because, you know, things like that, that just take the reader with you, because one, one thing that was taught to me all, you know, 20 years ago when I started this, this job, you know, was they don't want to read your shit, man? No one wants to read your stuff. We've got to compel them uh, to read our stuff. So how do we do that? And one of the ways is don't you know is instant clarity and take the reader with us, okay? Um, and it's all micro changes. It's all about word choices. Um, Strunk and White, that little book I told you you had to get and it's hard to read, the elements of style, my friend. Yep, yep. Yeah, one of the the, uh, principles was omit needless words, which is an old way of saying, you know, get rid of needless words. Um, And he gives a lot of examples, but one of them is like five words. The reason why is that, and I've read that so many times, and you could change that to because, one word. Here's why. Yeah, or here's why, yeah. or because.
0: Yeah, they're good.
1: You know, you know what I mean? Uh, here's a couple of little examples. Uh, first, are a couple of little examples of things I've written that I've gone back and just changed, okay? First draft, the leaves were all over the yard. Second draft, the leaves covered the yard, Okay. But as you can see like the second draft saves two words but it also makes the copy active.
0: Yep. There's it's
1: a covered. strong yeah, there's a strong verb in there. The leaves covered the the yard. That first draft, the leaves were all over the yard is so passive it puts me to sleep. You know, and and when I read a lot of copy um you know, and I know the copy is there to sell, I know that. But if you're writing passive copy, you're going to put your your people to sleep. They won't – look, if they're a writer and they're reading it, they'll go, oh, this is shit, it's passive writing. Non-writers, which most people are, will read it and just get very, very bored. They won't be able to tell you why they're bored. They'll just get bored and won't read your stuff, mate. So,
0: you know. I was going to say the reason why it works so well is that it just puts that picture in your mind, that action verb, that it's, it's already there. And especially when say, I think just when you're selling stuff in your stories, just for the the listener, um, like for a bit of context, the reason why you wouldn't want to use passive is because it implies that you have to put the work in. And I remember I brought this up once on the WD 40 bottle. It says, Stops squeaks cleans. Um, I don't know door handles instead of um, instead of clean door handles or stops yeah. stop squeaks. It means like you actually have to put the work in to do it. But instead with the S, it's active and therefore it's a Yeah, sometimes
1: sometimes you can just add the S, like the old headline: "Put music in your life." This was an old old ad from many years ago. Most of your listeners would be well aware of it, and then. And then the second time they ran it was puts music in your life, you know. And the second one, so much better because it's active; it does it for them. And and how many times have you read like on on ads what what you'll learn on a webinar? They'll go, you will be learning, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's you will be.
1: You'll learn.
0: Exactly. You'll discover. You'll
1: discover. Yeah, it's a good one. Here. You know, not not. Whenever you see will be, that's a micro change. Whenever you see a lot of ings, you know, will be learning, that's a micro change. And I see even top copywriters and top writers use this passive bees, you know, and, and it just puts you to sleep. If you're going to say you will be learning, just say you'll learn or you discover, you'll discover. Secrets Same. you'll
0: discover, Pete. There you
1: go. Uh, Brian Keith Loyles, an old copywriter, used to be a magician. He had this great course about fifteen years ago. Uh, Ad magic, I think it was, and 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 when he just described what's in a package, he didn't go on and on about it. He just went, "You'll get," and then list it. You know, not you will be getting.
0: Here's some of the things you will receive.
1: Yeah, he'll just said, and don't forget, you'll get, and then list everything out. They're going to get. So micro changes is a, is a huge topic. Macro. Just to recap, mate, macro macro changes, watch where you've gone off on tangents. You know, watch where you haven't taken the reader with you. Uh, Any paragraph that doesn't really need to be there. Uh, Micro changes are are more about word choices. It's more about making your copy active. Um, uh, Repetition of words. I'm a big believer in deliberate repetition. That's where you deliberately repeat a certain phrase several times in a sales pitch because it cements it into the person's mind. But when it's repetition and it's not deliberate, if you've used the same word like three or four times in a sentence or a paragraph, you got to get rid of that stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. and And ask yourself. Is there a better way to write the sentence? Is there a better way to get my view across? Because what we, what we do as copywriters, we take, we take uh, a bundle of, of, of ideas and we've got to condense that down into something that, that's instantly you know it's instant clarity for the reader. And we can write that sentence 24 ways. but what's the best way to write it? So there's less words and there's more understanding. So that's right tight. Pete's right tight principle number one is every piece of copy is too long if it's too wordy. But that's, they're the few things I wanted to cover, man.
0: Well, they're not like a few things in depth I think is a lot better than 10 things when you just skim over. So I think this is a, a nice amount for my audience just to chew on. Um, for the time being and all those tips I've imp- implemented this year and I-, I was definitely doing the wrong things. And and it took several, several times of Pete going onto the call being like, this is shit, change it.
1: <laughs> well, it's better that you know.
0: Yeah, I, I know. I- I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just appreciating <laughs> the bluntness that of your coaching rather than someone like you saying, you know, uh, you, you know, how, you,
1: never- you know, where you see posts online and, and it might be a, a woman posting and, and then the coach will get on and say, you go girl. I'm not that type of coach, you know, but I do, as you know, I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due, but I think the quickest way to learn anything and same with me, I get the ego out of the way. It, you know, it, my ego isn't attached to any piece of piece of copy or write man. My ego's nowhere to be seen because it's not about me. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Might've been good words on paper but they didn't work in the market, hey, man. Just so, it, man. So that's a big life lesson. If you want to learn, you, you stop pretending that you know everything just so you look good in front of others, but start listening more and taking advice on board, qualified advice, and it's up to you whether you take it or not. Hey. Exactly. You know? But I'm going yep. off on a tangent, man. Yeah, uh, that's all right. But two big lessons, macro and micro. Look for the big things that you cut. And then go back and just ask yourself, can I write that sentence better? Can I write that lead better? Is is that lead going to hook them, you know? Mm, so best- like we, we, were, we were discussing an ad this morning that you wrote. Great ad, great YouTube ad that you wrote. And the only thing I said was, let's change this lead to this. And half of it was your lead, but we just changed a few little things to make it impactful. Bang, got them. They're on YouTube. They want to see their video ad pops up. We got them if they're our market.
0: Hey. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and just to recap, if people wanted to get better at that leads, Pete said, think of a story, some sort of idea, and then write 10 leads for that every single day for a month. And there's no way you can't improve.
1: That's it, buddy. But it's been great. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, um, and I'm sure you, you want to tell your uh, listeners about my podcast?
0: Of course. Pete Godfrey has his own show called the Pete Godfrey Persuasion Show. And you can also check out his Facebook group. I actually really enjoy it because it's not one of those groups where they say, list your favorite movies or, um, <laughs> or um, what are your wins this week? Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Pete is very deliberate and he's not there to just sort of get cheap engagement, as he would say. He's just there to provide value where it is. There's humour in it as well, which I enjoy. And um, yeah, it's one of the it's one of the better groups to be on.
1: Yeah. So if your listeners want to go to Pete dot com, that's where all my podcasts are. Or they can check me out on iTunes, Pete Godfrey Persuasion Show. But if you if you search for the for the show on Facebook, uh. Just search Pete Godfrey show and you have to answer one question before I let you in where, you know, we don't let everyone in. That's why it's still under a thousand mate, but it's, it's quality, quality people having quality conversations. But once again, man, I am uh, very honored to be on your hundredth show and I've enjoyed sharing this journey with you, man. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Pete. And yeah, thanks for coming on to Storytelling Secrets. Okay. I hope you enjoyed episode 100 I I certainly did and yeah if you want to go join Pete's group it's 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 to the point it's not asking you what's your favorite movie on a Wednesday to get cheap engagement it's just it's he posts good stuff every now and then uh, and it's a good community, some some players in that group. Otherwise, I'm going to leave that in the description. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. So I kind of flipped it around. If you haven't noticed, usually the Monday is a solo show, but I wanted to make an episode 100 today. So Thursday will be my solo show. Otherwise, I'll see you then. Goodbye.